Super Bowl this weekend, as time of this recording, uh, as time of this airing, either the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs will have achieved a victory. <laughs> I, what what yes. the fucking hell is going on right now? Yeah. Exactly. Did you, you son of a bitch. This is witchcraft that Corey knows the teams. <laughs> Who told you about sports? Who told you? I would have been shocked if he knew those teams' names, period. Not just that they're in the Super Bowl. That he knew of those teams. <laughs> Let me let me fill you in for those of you not familiar with American football. I believe the uh, the 49ers from the NFC West, that's the National Football Council West, uh, will be facing nope. off against the Kansas City Chiefs dating Taylor Swift. Well, I will the, be. The, that's God the closest uh, and most accurate sports thing you've ever said. And I, yeah. What's it? What uh, what changed, Corey? Was it Taylor Swift that brought you into the NFL? <laughs> no. Must be. That's exactly what it was. Well, this this is also the traditional episode where Grant edits in post, you know, our conversation about the big play that made when he, and then after that fourth quarter, and with his pants down, he. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, <clears throat> Grant, just pepper these in whatever they need. Oh, can you believe that call? What game was the ref watching? <laughs> Go! Oh, what a what a call! Oh, what a call! <laughs> you call that a call? And just to cover our bases, can you believe how many tits were in the halftime show? And I can't believe there were no tits in the halftime show. <laughs> we don't need that last one, Corey. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think this year Dr. Dre is coming out with a long row of tits like a mother dog, and then various. <laughs> Younger generation artists will be suckling at them. Welcome, little Captain Travis. That's our name for you, the listening audience. If you are listening to this, sometimes we will call you little Captain Travis. It's just something that we do. You came for a podcast... And who could blame you? You came to get entertained on this Monday morning, or if you're weird, you waited until a different time of day, or possibly a different day of the week, or you're listening to this months later. But you came for the laughs. But first, you're going to have to put up with a clown and two ladies with puppets and a poorly designed set and a set of bleachers full of sticky kids. Because this week on the Free Legal Advice Podcast, we are going to talk about children's shows, specifically... Locally made children's shows. And holy shit, there are a lot of locally made children's shows. Uh, if you are my age, you're definitely familiar with them. If you are older, you are certainly familiar with them. If you are younger, question mark? Let's, let's, let's toss it over to Grant. <laughs> let's toss it first of all to Grant. He's our youth representative on the podcast, and we want to mm-hmm. tap into yeah. the, the youth market. The 35 and under crowd over if here. You are not, if you're not watching you, us on YouTube right now, then you don't know he's wearing a sailor suit and has a giant lollipop that he's licking. Mm-hmm. Always so. with his lolly. Grant's holding down that 18 to 35 demographic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These did fall out of favor. Um, but if So I will say this. First of all, before we get into memories, if you... Do not know what I'm talking about. You, fuck, if you're too young, you probably don't know much about The Simpsons. But you probably know The Simpsons. Uh, Krusty the Clown. 
Okay, Krusty the Clown is doing a locally produced children's show, or in in the you know, world of The Simpsons, it's probably nationally produced, but uh, whatever. This is like a, a children's program. Huh. Okay. Now, Grant, by the way, <laughs> did you ever watch any? Did you watch specifically? We're going to start off with uh, the Bozo Show. Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand audibly so the listener can hear if you watched the Bozo Show when you were a kid. This is the sound of me raising my hand. This is the sound of my hand. I feel like the boat. My guess was Bozo the Clown was from like the 60s. He started, <laughs> yes, in the like 50s he, and 60s. He was like 60s, a I think. ultimate warrior, right? They were like, he would, Bozo would die, but a new Bozo would there, come well, yes. in his place. There were regional Bozos, but. <laughs> ah, there were because they did license and syndicate the yeah. show, or franchise the show, but just over time, because it was from the 60s. The bozo that I grew up with started in 1984. I might have seen one of the other bozos, but I don't know what the fuck he looks like. He had to retire. He had heart problems or something like that. I forget. But uh, yeah, so there was a bozo. Um, So Grant, not so much the bozo, the clown show. No. Okay. So we grew up in a small town in Northwest Ohio that got WGN. So even in the days before we got cable... Uh, we got this station out of Chicago because this is a Chicago area TV show. Um, I learned a lot about this this program. Uh, I learned that it was recognized, I'm quoting from Wikipedia here, uh, recognized as the most popular and successful locally produced children's program in the history of television. That really is saying something. Now you might go, well, what about Sesame Street? That is a national program. That's distributed... Uh, nationally, okay? Which I also learned, not everywhere. There's some weird parts of Wisconsin that had to rely on something else. But uh, <laughs> that could be another episode, so I'm not going to get into it today. But this was Mama huge. don't allow okay? no sing-along singing there is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's somehow about where antennas reached and didn't... <laughs> I think you might have to go back and listen to our Bermuda Triangle episode. There's somehow somewhere in northern Wisconsin that isn't getting television transmissions and uh, so they had to have local, because uh, it was listed under local uh, TV shows, and it's like Sesame Street, and there's a big asterisk. This you is know, like, well, they didn't get it. It's like the, that uh, that movie where I, I didn't see it. I just know the premise where like nobody knows the Beatles exist except for this one guy, who, and he's like, so he just starts making the Beatles. Song. Oh, this yeah, is whatever. like somehow he managed to block out Sesame Street, and then he's like. Hey, I've got an idea for a local TV show. <laughs> He's like doing Big Bird, and it's like this guy's great. Yeah, where'd he come up with this shit? Oh man. Um, by the way, uh, I listen to uh, the Quest Love Supreme podcast sometimes, um, and one of the guys on the show does music for Sesame Street. How many Sesame Street puppets do you think there are? Hmm. All time, like an active yes, total. 150. I don't remember ever watching Sesame Street. So well, that's another. That's, that's another. Uh, big let's one. put a pin in that. Um, okay, I've. The 150 sounds too much. I'm going to say 50. Corey? That sounds too much. I'm going to say 20. I said 150 because I've been to Brian Henson's studio and there's they're just fucking everywhere. 3,500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? It was that's an insane not... number. It's It's on that order of like. 3,000 different fucking puppets that they've made, like, in the history of the show. It's insane. I don't believe you named them all. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You caught me. All right, the Bozo Show. 
Um, so like I mentioned, this is a Chicago area show. It stars the titular Bozo the Clown. This used to be called Bozo's Circus. It was changed in 1980 to uh, The Bozo Show, which is how I, I remembered it. Uh, it's some skits, pie-in-the-face clown crap, uh, some games. Oh, the grand prize game. The sweetest of all games. Um, and then they'll show cartoons, okay? So it is like, if you know The Simpsons, Krusty the Clown has some crap. He does some stuff with si Sideshow Mel and Teeny the Clown or, uh, sorry, Teeny the Monkey, and uh, then he shows Itchy and Scratchy, right? So, at the point when cartoons were common, uh, that's how, that was the format of the show. Corey, or, no, let's go with Matt first. You're, you're the youngest. Uh, name another character on the Bozo Show. Mm, don't think I can. The only, I have, like, fuzzier memories of it, and I just, mm -hmm. and I could be wrong even about this, but I just remember there being some sort of like bucket toss game or something like that. That's the grand prize I, game. I don't grand really remember, game. and I'm sure the cartoons I was there for, but I don't remember like other characters. Okay, Corey, any other characters? I'm not much, I'm not much ahead of Matt. I know there was Bozo. If you start mm -hmm. talking about some, I might go, oh yeah, it might jingle yep. something loose, but really, yep. it's the trash can bucket game, and I feel like the cartoons were were like delightfully off-brand. Like you might get a Danger Mouse or something weird that wasn't like regular Looney Tunes. There might have. I don't remember exactly which cartoons. Danger Mouse was once we got Nickelodeon. We got Danger Mouse, uh, Count Duckula, um, some good shit, all in its own. Fucking underrated. If, if we want to pivot this entire podcast to being <laughs> just a Count Duckula fan service, the Count Duckula <laughs> minute. Corey and I could certainly do. I don't. I haven't seen it recently. Um, meaning in the last thirty years, but I bet you I could do the whole fucking theme song. So in your face, um, that's a challenge for another day. Looks like I got my next uh, four podcast planned. Uh, okay, a challenge no one has challenged you to. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you want to dare me, don't you? Uh, okay. Speaking there of was challenges, also... you were you were about to name the thirty five hundred characters on Bozo. Mm -hmm, <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, I'm going to name all the ones I remember. Uh, anyway, there was Cookie the Clown. Cookie was like a dumbass sidekick. He had uh, bald on top, uh, long clown hair. Um, and there was Wizzo the Clown. Wizzo was like a wizard, and he would do magic shit. He, or sorry, he was a magician. He would do magic stuff. And his magic thing, he had a little like medallion, and he would rub it on something and go, noonie, 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 noo. And that was his like magic oh, words wow. to make a magic thing happen. That, that does, for some reason, that rings a bell. Okay. Okay, the grand prize game. Uh, Bozo the Clown selects someone from the audience to play this game for cash and prizes. The Bozo Pewter in our days was this like random number generator and would pick one kid's ticket number. That kid gets to come down. And somebody who sent in a postcard from home, their name gets picked out of a big drum. And then he's going to win whatever the kid wins. Okay, the game, six buckets farther apart in a straight line. You throw a ping pong ball in. Bucket number one, probably a candy bar or some shit. Bucket number, it might have been the penultimate one, was a brand new $50 bill. In the 1980s, that seemed like a lot of fucking money. And in the last one was a Schwinn bike. Uh, so you get, a, you get a bike, 50 bucks, candy bar. The other ones, I think, had fur coat and bitches. I don't remember. But uh, it was something <laughs> that, as a kid, it's like, sweet. Uh Sometimes the kid might make it in all six. Sometimes they'd fuck it up and not even get the first one, which Bozo lets them keep retrying till you can get it in the first. And these buckets, by the way, if 
if you have ordered KFC and it came in a bucket, that's the bucket, okay? It's like a paper bucket that's about a foot tall. Real quick, about the grand prize game. When you started describing, you're like, so here's what Boza would do for the grand prize, prize game. He'd pick a kid out of the audience. My hand went up. I was like, pick me. Like, that's how much it stuck with me that I still love the grand prize game. And it's just bu- it's just beer pong with buckets oh, and fuck, no yeah, beer. It was. Yeah, it was. It's bike pong. It's fucking bike pong. And the only reason we don't do it today is because of clowns. So when they would do that, they would show what the kid's going to win. And it would be these, like, you would see the G.I. Joe toys in there. Like, he would hold them up. And then, you know, you get, like, a little quick mini commercial about it. And so just, like salivating at like oh my god i want those toys give me those toys so bozo though it's great this is a great show speaking of ad or uh toys and prizes real quick i learned in researching this one that it was in 1973 that the national association of broadcasters banned children's tv hosts from pitching products themselves uh and there were major budget uh shortfalls yeah, major budget cutbacks afterwards. But it used to be that the host of the show could just like, well, you know what's great, kids? Uh, smoking these Laramie cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Cigarette. <laughs> mm. But anyway, per- by nineteen eighty, more clowns than any other brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Four to five clowns will <laughs> recommend. Keeps me healthy and robust. And he squeaks his lungs. Honka, honka. Like, anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> They keep coming out of the pack. There's just never-ending cigarettes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Look at the value you get. <laughs> so, uh, this was a huge show. In 1980, the wait list to get a ticket for the Bozo Show was eight years. What? It got up to ten years at one point. Ten fucking years what? to wait in line to get a ticket. But they're no longer kids. <laughs> I know. Half the audience is like... You know, twenty-two-year-olds. <laughs> you, you. That's how and you. Why that's would how you they, got laid in Chicago. Would, that's how you'd get laid in Chicago. You'd write a letter to the WGN station, show it to the lady, and go, "Look, I'm mail this in now. Let's have a kid, and then we'll. Ha- it'll be a ten-year-old, perfect, perfect age to win the grand prize game. Let's fuck. Worked <laughs> but every why time. Why would they subject themselves to the record keeping of like, let's keep these book these uh, <laughs> dates for ten years. Let's schedule ourselves out for it's. It's I'm wrong. Like, why would you? <sighs> That's insane. Well, well you Ben run a mentioned kid show. they had the clown pewter. Surely that database was strong <laughs> enough to... Uh, oh, they had, they had the bozo pewter. That's true. Okay. Yeah, the U.S. military was using that technology, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they were sort of, you know, very powerful. Were there non-clown characters? Or was this, this, all, this is a clown show. Uh, there was a ringmaster that I, that I saw, but I don't remember the ringmaster when I was a kid. Fuck him. I mean, Bozo was where the money was. Cookie's an idiot. I mean, He's going to do something stupid. Bozo's going to get his ass in the end. And uh, Wizzo might come out and do something cool. Bozo's going to kill him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day, at the end of every show, he beheads <laughs> Cookie. Oh, there was like a big march at the end where they all like walked around. The kids got to get up and walk around the, the stage. Whatever. The Bozo show. All right. This is the high watermark, as I've already mentioned. The Bozo Show was, you know, the most popular and most successful 10-year wait list, as ridiculous as that is. Um, but these were everywhere, okay? There is a Wikipedia article that has, like, thousands of different, <laughs> just in the U.S., local kids programming shows. Uh, and I thought I would take a look at some of them. This is an article entitled, List of Local Children's Television 
uh, series in the United States. There's all kinds of crap. Hey, ben. And as it mentions, Corey, yes, please. Here, I have a question. Um, this list that you're about to probably enumerate or get into, I'm throwing this out there with my uh, prophetic uh, uh, knowledge and everything I've taken uh, from years of living through these. I bet they're 90% clown-based. Okay, see that I was I was gonna before I started reading I was gonna say there are a lot that are clown based. <laughs> there are a lot that are two weird old ladies with a puppet, and there are some that are guy with gun. Okay, so I'm not gonna read all because I <laughs> yeah children's program and you know then it, they would show the Three Stooges, they would show Mr. Magoo and whatever else, and then you got to put up with their inane banter okay and then talk about the rights of the individual <laughs> this is okay so this list is in alphabetical order by state it lists the state and then different cities in this in the tv station so okay in alabama in birmingham there was the balloon goon <laughs> starring sterling brewer <laughs> the balloon goon i'm what not mad fuck? i'm not mad at this point <laughs> all right kids we're tuning in Birmingham's favorite TV station, watching the <laughs> Balloon Goon. Jesus mm. Christ! I'm just uh, picturing him sitting at a bar tent. What do you do? Oh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in ad sales. What are you? What do you do? I'm the Balloon Goon. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where are some weird weird places that I should look? Oh. Let's head over to Alaska. What the fuck would Alaska even have, right? Alaska, out of Anchorage, had Mother Moose. Okay, makes sense. They're fucking Alaskans. And Fairbanks had School for Fun. Oh, oh, oh those no. poor kids in Fairbanks. Oh, that's that's poor kids. School hell. for Fun. I don't fucking know what to do with you. Get, you can either you can get outside and pull the dog sled, or you can watch School for Fun. Oh, school for Fun it is. You guys want to watch Snow Accumulate? School for Fun is not only... <laughs> yeah. An admission that school is not fun. But you're calling yourself school, which you just said yeah. isn't fun. No. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, as you see, it does not work. Um, Corey, any guesses? Any guesses? <laughs> Once, twice, no sale. Matt, you got uh, one state that we can do to, to wrap this up? Of Let's, reading some uh, well, what do we ones? have out here in the Bay Area? Do we, do, do, can you look up San Francisco or Oakland? Yeah, let's go back up to California. Probably some woke programming. Uh, hey, can I mm. guess Texas after Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Corey gets a state. Yeah, Corey can make up some uh, about Texas after Matt goes. New Hampshire. Oh, did I win? Okay. San Francisco, I also Matt. guessed New Hampshire. San Francisco, I'm going to read the, the whole list. Assignment four. <laughs> Buster and me. City council. Kippy the cop spelled all Ks. That shows for white kids only. Uh, <laughs> the Mayor Art Show, Mayor Art's Almanac, King Norman's Castle, Skipper Sedley, and Aunt Lolly's Storytime. Coming back to Ohio, because I want to bring this closer to home here, Lima, although I do not ever remember hearing any of these shows, um, WIMA-TV had the Berry Patch with Barry Lillis, Charlie's Cartoon Clubhouse, For Kids Only, and Inside with Ron Blazer and Charlie Chunk. All of those Ooh. sound like pornos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I wish we could have had Hinky Dinks. I wish we could have had a lot of these. But what we did have was WFFT in Fort Wayne's 
Happy's Place. Yes, Happy's we got, place. for some reason, we got a small local station out of Fort Wayne, Indiana called WFFT, and they had a children's program called Happy's Place. Uh, Happy's Place uh, was an afternoon television program in the 80s and 90s. It, w- it had a two-hour block of kids' programs. I mean, it, it was a two-hour block of kids' crap. Um, of course, we had DuckTales, Inspector Gadget, the Smurfs, He-Man, something called Saber Rider, which I don't remember, and G.I. Joe. Pretty sweet stuff. Um, it was based on a show out of Lexington, Kentucky, called Happy's Hour, which it's great to name a kid's show after about something for drinking. <laughs> but Happy's Hour out of Lexington, Kentucky, um, that featured... <laughs> a guy named Tim Eppenstein. <laughs> this is an unfortunate name to, if, to have if you're working with kids. Yeah, but didn't anyway, hang himself. He did. He did not hang himself. I'll tell you that. Um, anyway, a guy played a character called Happy. Um, Happy the hobo. No, not Happy the hobo yet. This guy was just called Happy. Okay, this is the one oh, in okay. Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, gotcha. He's still had a job at this point. <laughs> he still had a job. He was working. Times are good. This is the 70s. Oh, this you're is talking before. about Happy the Homeowner? The mill was still open, so... <laughs> the mill was yes. open. This is before Reaganomics takes a, a crushing hold in a few years. Um, Happy the Homeful. So, <laughs> uh, there was Froggy. They had a sidekick, Froggy. And during commercial break... We'll get into this guy a little bit more here, folks. But during the commercial breaks, a part-time clown, inventor, and entrepreneur, Mike Fry, donned a hobo clown costume and would entertain the children in the audience. Now, in the 80s, WFFT was like, hey, let's get that Happy's thing and we'll bring it up here. We'll call it Happy's Place. Because, you know, the other one sounds like when people get drunk after work. So they decide, they, they try to get a local clown. I mean, I don't know how many they've got over in Fort Wayne, but they try to get a local one known as Chuckles to do the part of Happy. But he wouldn't do it because part of the, the deal was that he had to retire his former character. You got to get rid of Chuckles. You got to retire Chuckles, and then you can be happy. And he's like, "No fucking dice." I love how these clown people are so fucking serious with their it clown is. codes. He just Ben, Ben. Hey, Chuckles, I can get you. I can get you a spot as Happy, but you got to stop being Chuckles. Two honks. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> I I wear the I wear that wig to the grave. <laughs> literally it's it's in my will <laughs> it's literally okay. a clown, clown funeral so they instead hire mike fry who was the like uh the warm-up guy that during commercials he would keep the kids happy he and he with his hobo thing so he was happy the hobo and it was called happy's place starring mike fry as happy the hobo uh you might remember his sidekick froggy there were also hey, i don't yep Hey, kids, it's Froggy's bad, which we'll get into in just a second. Um, There were other characters, Chester T. Fox and Lawn Boy. I vaguely remember Lawn Boy. I do not remember Chester T. Fox. Um, Again, Lawn Boy sounds like he's from an adult film. Yeah, I've heard of Pool Boys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is the Lawn Boy. Uh, What he would do, he would stand out at the end of Happy's driveway in blackface holding a lantern. Um, anyway, (laughs) let's talk about Happy's Place for a minute. And again, sorry to do this to you, Grant. Do you remember Happy's Place? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. This was a memory that I, like, confirmed 
maybe a year or so ago where I'm like, what, did I make up that show about it? Like a hobo clown or something? Was there a hobo clown? I think there was. And then I yeah. found, yes, there was. That's mm-hmm. the ex- full extent. Nothing else that you've said about it rings any kind of a bell. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it was fading by that time that you were a kid, Grant. Um, I think Mike Fry left in like 1990, and then the show went on for a few more years. And then there's a whole thing with WFFT and what happened with cable and other things. So you would have only had a little bit to remember that lovable TV hobo. <laughs> mm-hmm. The lovable hobo. Yeah. So, hey, there were, it, it's just like a lot of these other shows. I don't remember any game uh, part, like the grand prize game from the Bozo show. But in between cartoons, he would get into some kind of a, a little screw up and then mix it up with the the frog or with Lawn Boy or something like that. Maybe get a kid to come down and like, I think there would be a line of kids because I remember him being on his knees yep. and then like handing the mic over to them and like, so tell me where you're from. And it's like, Matt Safecar. It's like, <laughs> what do you want to say hi to? And Matt's like, I wet myself. And then like, oh, Matt, get, get out of here, you know. Um, Who do you want to say now, hi to? Grandma's cookies. <laughs> I, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but my wife was on Happy's Place. So yep. what? Yep. I don't know if there was a ten-year uh, waiting list or not, but <laughs> I, it couldn't have been there, an easy ticket. Her parents. There was ahead. a two-year at its height, a two-year wait list wow. to get on Happy's Place. So well, yeah, it was a popular thi- show. One, one thing we learned today is her parents loved her more than our parents loved us. So oh, for at least two years, I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> Dugan was connected, but, is what I think. So if you ever wonder, you know, you watch it and. Yeah, he's a hobo, but even as a hobo clown, he looks—he just looks a little greasy, a little dirty, like so, like not the kind of guy you want to, you know, get up and close and personal with. So my wife has a picture of because you get in line and you and you get on TV or whatever, and then you get your picture taken with him afterwards. Picture of uh, her and her her two cousins are like uh, happy's in the middle, and he's like kind of hugging the kids in close. And she shows me the picture, and she says, "We all got lice after going to the ha- to the TV." <laughs> <laughs> so he we was came a real back hobo. from Happy's place with lice. That was the so was a method clown. He was a method clown. Yeah, yes. I'll be in my box car, and he goes backstage. <laughs> Wow. I think that of it as like that's a hazard of working with all those awful, fucking gross, filthy, sticky children that rotate in and out. Yeah, you take that's... seven shows a day, and you go back and just have to get sprayed. Uh, it's like it's like going to prison every day to get off work. To throw the delousing powder and <laughs> spray it with hot water. Bend over. Yep. For some reason, Happy has to open his asshole up. To... <laughs> like, you know, why did we hire that guy from, from the county jail to come and do this job? It's way too thorough. Let's just say we lost a lot of we lost a lot of prizes from the grand prize game before we started searching. <laughs> There's a lot of shrinkage from the grand prize game. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they don't offer anal beads in the grand prize game anymore. Uh, they went walkabout. They went on walkabout. Yep. So, yeah, hey, everybody's happy that when you get off school that you can watch some cartoons and you put up with uh, Happy's antics in between stuff. Mostly you just want him to hurry up and get back to the cartoons. Froggy's Pad was a little different. That was a spinoff with the sidekick on mornings. 
and he had Thundercats and Silverhawks on. And I was into Thundercats and Silverhawks. And Froggy, he, being a puppet, he's not moving around a whole lot. There aren't kids. And he would just, hey, the Thundercats are up next. And he'd be excited about it. And then that's about it. <laughs> Shitty puppet <laughs> stuff, but you just have to put up with much less crap in between cartoons. What I remember about Froggy, you're talking about a shitty puppet. I mm. remember mm-hmm. watching Happy's Place for a while, and then after a while going, oh, they're trying to make the lips move. It was stiff. It, it, it <laughs> oh just my God, moved yeah. up and down. And, and I was like, oh, they found a way to bend that statue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone found a like hard-molded rubber lawn frog and was like, can I just make this a puppet? And then ugh, he had a hand like, <laughs> fu- like Stallone and over the top. Uh, <laughs> after trying to use do Froggy for a few years. Okay, back to the delousing such. Who would want to do one of? Who would want one of these jobs? Who would become a children's television host? Well, let's talk about Mike Fry, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Creeps. L. Fry, Creeps, sure. Mike L. Fry, an interesting guy. Lonely weirdos. I'm <laughs> Grant and Corey is. He's not creepy so far, but boy, is he weird. Um, I'm going to do a lot of reading from Wikipedia, so just pre- you can assume that a lot of what I'm saying is quoting, I'm quoting Wikipedia here. I'm going to read the whole first part. Uh, Mike L. Mike, well, what, sorry, Michael Fry. Anyway, Mike Fry uh, was an American serial entrepreneur, entertainer, training, and marketing expert. Hmm? He was the original Happy the Hobo on the television's series uh, Happy's Place and the creative mind behind and owner of Fancy Fortune Cookies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mike's born in Illinois. He moves to Indiana. Uh, he was the state taekwondo champion in 1979. Uh, he began juggling at the age of 14 after finding out that his grandfather used to juggle dirt clods on the farm in rural Illinois. Mm-hmm. What about his grandfather? I would like now a whole movie about... Well, yeah, your grandpa used to juggle dirt clods. For whom? For who? Who was he? They, the grandpa would say, the kids these days with their balls, you know, their fancy <laughs> ass, bowling pins. We juggled dirt clods and we liked it. Yeah. Occasional rabbit skulls. So he got serious about it. Uh, by the age of 17, he was, uh, doing, he was performing, and he was accepted to the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College in Venice, Florida, at the age of 19. Graduated a couple years later, toured with them for the 81 and 82 season. Now, <laughs> had the, he had the honor of being trained by three of the world's four master clowns. <laughs> Lou Jacobs, <laughs> Frosty Little, and Bobby Kay. Failed verification for that citation. <laughs> ben, are you talking about Robert K. the clown? <laughs> well, and Frosty Little. Of course. <laughs> the four master clowns. The four. Can, can four. I put in a request for an episode on how one obtains the master clown ranking? It's like the Dalai Lama, but there's only four at a time. <laughs> well, now I know who's on the, the clown Mount Rushmore. Well, I know three of them, (laughs) Greg. It only lists three, unfortunately. Uh, I think even the phrase master clown just goes, yeah, it just goes to an article for circus clowns because I was like, wait, how do you get to become a master? Do you have to kill another one or what happens? (laughs) Anyway, uh, okay, so he juggles a bunch of shit, leaves Ringling Brothers, uh, and he gets into um, Happy's Place, which we already talked about. He was there for eight years. Uh, 
At the height of the show, it was a two-year wait for the tickets. Uh, he hosted a variety of guests from the Harlem Globetrotters to Jerry Mathers to Tiny Tim. I assume those were the only three popular guests. Um, although counting the Harlem Globetrotters as one guest, you know, that's, that's narrowing it down a little bit. But, okay. He, during his time at Happy the Hobo, or as Happy the Hobo, Fry became interested in inventing. <laughs> in 88, he started marketing his first viable invention, which God knows what his other ones were. But he started marketing his first viable invention, America's first gourmet-flavored fortune cookies. Gourmet. <laughs> Since 88, <laughs> yeah. the company has greatly expanded, specializing in flavored, chocolate-dipped, giant, and decorated fortune cookies. Uh, I don't know if you guys are into gourmet fortune cookies. Probably a lot of you are if you're listening to this, so I, I'm not going to bore you with the details. I mean, we've, we've all been there. Ben, do you have Wikipedia open in front of you? Because how do you invent gourmet fortune cookies? <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, an invention. I was thinking that yeah. myself. Here's what I've learned from this show. So far, Ben, all of this is very interesting and it's, it's bringing me back. But what I've learned is you can call yourself an inventor or an entrepreneur uh, free of charge. <laughs> yeah, unlike the master plan certification. Yeah. yeah, yeah. unlike master. There, there are, there's yeah, there's less, no one uh, in charge of that. There's no board. There's less of a governing body for uh, entrepreneurs and inventors than there are for the four master clowns. Basically, what happens is he comes up with this idea for gourmet fortune cookies. The company has some moderate success. Modest. Let's say modest. It has some modest success. And he drops Happy the Hobo right away. He's like, fuck that. I'm out. I'm a marketing <laughs> genius now and an inventor. You didn't invent... I don't think you invented that. But, but he did. In 1990, Fry started developing and marketing another one of his inventions, the... Quote, always there bear. Quote, he's, in, but you didn't invent a teddy bear. You just, you're calling it the always bear. He spent 12 years developing, marketing, and refining the idea, <laughs> culminating in his invention being purchased by Hasbro Toys in 2002. Uh, <laughs> 12 years with a lab coat, I assume, on the entire time, hugging it. He's got oh, bear, it's so all wrong. <laughs> But he's sitting there in this lab. He's got a bear and some handcuffs, and he just keeps missing. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Did you get him on the bear this week? Not yet. We'll figure it out. It's tricky. In 2012, uh, it was just announced. I tried to find some more about his announcement, but he had some immune disease and was waiting on a liver transplant. And it was just like, oh, he's dead. There was no big announcement before. Like, hey, guys, I'm sick. Hey, I'm, my health is failing. Anyway, that's the story of Mike L. Fry, the host of... And titular character of Happy's Place. To round this out, I wondered if any of you had any idea of of using this format of a children's uh, programming where there is a host, they do some stuff, and then there is some content placed in between. So do you have an idea to bring that back for kids programming or for something completely different? Can we get, like, Gunny the Clown up here to start with? I think that's a good idea. He's funny. He's Gunny. <laughs> he's Gunny mm -hmm. the Clown. Maybe he's a bunny. He's got, he's got like, throw that the Gunny, there, Gunny huh? Bunny the Clown. I think that's pretty Here's good. We cut, he likes honey. We cut to the core of the thing that the kids really want. We do Gunny the Clown. It's the Gunny the Clown show. And we show a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And then after the cartoon, we show another cartoon. Mm -hmm. And so on. 
and so on. And then it ends and there is no Gunny the Clown. We just show cartoons. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. It's lower. And we, we don't have to do all value. the goddamn bookkeeping for the seven years of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of the waiting list for the seats. And that's really what kids want. They want the cartoons. They don't want the weird clowns. Well, little Captain Travis, we want to hear from you. Are you triggered by clowns? If so, let us know how traumatic this episode was for you. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. And for their big reveal to see who was the fourth of the four master clowns, you can find a picture on Instagram. (laughs) Follow us over there. And seriously, if you are listening to this podcast and you have Instagram, why in the fuck aren't you following us on Instagram? We don't post very often, but so what? Follow us, you dumbass. That's the reason <laughs> why you should. We're not going to spam podcast. you. Yeah, yeah. We're kind enough not to spam you. Every once in a while, you'll get something in and we'll go, oh, hey, how about that? We are at Free Legal Advice Podcast. Follow us, you cowards. And like Granoy says, head on over to Threads, where I invented a profile for us over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be sharing uh, clown pics all week, all the, all the best in clown uh, pictures, including a clown funeral. So head over to Threads. We are at Free Legal Advice Podcast. I don't even know if it's an at. Is that a thing on Threads? I'll have to go and check. But <laughs> Towards. 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 <laughs> Free Legal Advice Podcast on Threads. Yeah, and if you like the show, uh, imagine imagine getting it getting better when you threw when you played the grand prize game. Imagine the show is better the the more buckets you could get a tennis ball in. Everyone listening to this by this point has played beer pong. Like you you've trained for this your whole life. Come on, people. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 213. One thing I'll caution is um, watch out for your wang. Uh, hmm? To get in your way uh, in spring break? Uh, or? Well, Getting stolen? So or one, one wake, night, up in a, wake up in a bathtub of ice? Rachel V. Mahoney. One night, uh, someone we know... Um, I don't, <laughs> there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, or like wrestling on a bed, and I don't know if someone hit their head, and there's like just shit going on, Hotel. it was a hotel room party, and it was lit, right? Well, this person ends up locking themselves in the bathroom for a long time, and people, you know, eventually people need to use the bathroom, there's a lot of banging on the door, hey, it's low man, tide. it goes from like, yeah, it's, it goes from like, <laughs> Dude, we got to fucking piss. But then after a long time, I think it's like, hey, are you all right, man? Let us in. We Like, are you okay? And when it, when they get the door open, eventually, no, first the guy in there goes, fine, I'll let you in, but you're not going to like what you see. <laughs> <laughs> and they open all the right. door, and this guy's sitting, sitting on the floor, like back to the wall, just buck naked, holding his junk and they're like dude what the hell what what the hell happened <laughs> and he goes i banged my wang <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the info that anyone has ever had about that scenario <laughs> he banged his wang i banged my wang <laughs> and uh we've all been there yeah so yeah just just watch out for your wang when you're on spring break don't bang, it, your, uh, don't bang your wang turn internet over